0: Hi, you are listening to Bullying Explained, where we discuss and share with you research-based advice with professionals and real-life stories about bullying. Change can only happen if we tackle the roots of this subject while educating ourselves and those around us. Hi, Sara. How are you? Hi, Sara. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, alhamdulillah. So first of all, I want to introduce you to everyone that's listening. Sara Sukkari, you're a clinical psychologist and corporate consultant. Yeah. Yeah, you are nationally certified from the US and you've been working for the past six years in the field of mental health counseling. And you're also currently pursuing your doctorate of psychology at Walden University. Yes. Yes. Well, that's amazing. Honestly, that is amazing. Thank you. thank Thank you. Can you tell us a bit more about your experience being a therapist with people who have dealt with some sort of bullying in their life? Is there ever something common between them?
1: So first of all, bullying doesn't only affect the person being bullied. It affects the whole system, like how they make friends, how they make attachments with their family, with everyone they know, basically. So it affects their entire interpersonal relationships. But the one common thing that I found is the self-esteem issues that they develop over the years. Because imagine being bullied, for for example, being too fat or too skinny or too tall or for whatever the reason is, it hits hard in your self-esteem from a very young age. And unfortunately, it gets carried away and you take it with you when you go into adulthood later on.
0: Yeah, honestly, I absolutely agree. I was a person that was really bullied when I was young and I've been bullied throughout the years in school and only recently or maybe a few years ago did I realize like the repercussions this has had on me and on my personality, on the way I behave around people, the way I behave. When there are certain crowds of people that I'm not comfortable with, it always results because I was bullied and I'm always a bit anxious to approach them, to talk to them and to be basically exposed. So I was wondering, are those some of the symptoms that generally people have because they have been bullied or is this something that depends on each person? What you mentioned is
1: more or less the same thing that most people who are bullied experience. But you can add to it also other things like, for example, if you're approaching or if you're getting into a new relationship, okay, all of us, we all have baggage, we all have our insecurities, we all have these issues. But with a person who's been bullied, Everything might be a trigger. So it depends on how you are bullied and in which context you are bullied. But triggers are all over the place. So it really affects how you see people. And sometimes it makes you scared of them. It makes you go into isolation more. I don't want to meet anyone new. I don't want to talk to anyone new. Just stay with my comfort zone. And all these things are more or less the symptoms of how people exhibit bullying or like side effects of bullying.
0: Yeah, you're completely right. In the past few years, as I said, I was noticing stuff in me that made me realize that Bullying is really, really a horrible epidemic that is not only in schools and not only in workplaces, it can happen at home, it can happen anywhere. And there's also cyberbullying. Everything is on social media and everything is connected to social networking platforms and all that. So the bullying over there is taken to a whole other level. How can a person that's being bullied uh, online or in school or at work or anywhere, as a matter of fact, how can they just realize that this is bullying and start to work on themselves that it does not affect them negatively.
1: Imagine everything you do, you perceive it as something being watched by everyone around you and you're trying so hard not to let anyone down or not to get on someone's nerves, you know? The problem with bullying at a younger age is that it involves some sort of a threat. So either a threat to yourself, to whether you're being friends, you're having friends or your social group, or a threat to your own personal safety, because sometimes it involves hitting, uh, name calling. And like you said, with cyberbullying, it's also an issue because if it's online, if it's online, it's online forever. Whoever was going to look at it, they're going to find it. It's there. Even if you were bullied as a kid, as a child, now we have more tools to respond back without it seeming the retaliation. So By responding, I mean defending yourself in a way that keeps your stance as strong as it could be, while still giving you the chance to be assertive and say, I don't like this, I don't accept it, and I'm not going to go along with it any longer. So one thing to remember is whoever is bullying you, they have their own issues as well. They're just taking it out on you most of the time because to them you seem weaker, which is not the case. Not because you're silent or you did not talk about it, it doesn't make you weak, but it makes you... Maybe unable to react in certain positions or in certain situations. First thing to remember is they also have their issues, like everyone else, like you, like me. It's fine. The second thing, caring too much, too much about what people think, is not gonna get you anywhere. So you set your own goals, you set your own rules. Whoever doesn't abide by these goals or rules, I'm not gonna say ditch them, but. Make them less of a priority in your list. Those are two Um, beautiful points. So how to realize it is one thing and how to deal with it is another. How to realize it? Bullying is any form of interaction between you and a person that involves a threat if you don't do something or if you do something. So for example, if you post this picture, I'm going to tell all your friends that you are, I don't know, you're against them and you're not going to have any friends. That's bullying. So that's in terms of realizing it. Just think of, does this cause a threat to me? Am I afraid? Am I intimidated by this comment? This is how to be aware of who is being bullied. How to deal with it? Well, if it's something that has ended when your childhood is over and now you're just dealing with a repercussion, then I would highly suggest that you look into your self-esteem. Again, the one common thing among everyone who has been bullied is their self-esteem because they tend to think that there's something wrong with them or if or they seek approval from other people or they seek validation from other people. And in return, they might refrain from doing a lot of things that they want to do just because they want this kind of validation. So first of all, work on your self-esteem. Remind yourself why you want to do these things, why you want to post a picture, why you want to post a video, why you want to hang out with with a different group of people. And The more you remind yourself of these things, the more your purpose, why you're doing them, becomes more clear or clearer. It takes away from the validation process that you would want to engage in to seek other people's approval or validation.
0: I couldn't agree more. I absolutely love the points that you stated because it does make so much sense. The first thing is that you do need to know that if you are being bullied, the person that is bullying you is not evil. They are not horrible human beings. They're just dealing with a lot of baggage, basically, that they're trying to throw at you. So that they feel better in a sense. And I don't think everyone is aware of that. And I guess maybe someone hearing it like that girl or that boy that is bullying you, they don't hate you. And no, you are not ugly, you're not horrible, you're not stupid, you're not any of these things, but that person is hurting because of something completely else. And this is the way that they know how to deal with it. Even though we're saying this, it doesn't mean that the bully isn't at fault. But we are trying to raise awareness and help fix the situation in general. So I think just the communication could really help. And while we're on the topic of communication, in your point of view as a therapist, what are the behavioral changes that parents, for instance, should look out for to know if their children are being bullied or are bullies?
1: With kids, it's a bit tricky, but it's very obvious. Like you can see signs of they don't want to go to school. They don't want to go to the training or like if they have like a a soccer training or something, they don't want to go. So they're basically going to refrain or withdraw from any social activities that involves the bully or the gang around the bully. Mm -hmm. And they will also not want to go to school because some of the people who are, the kids who are bullied, they're forced into, for example, doing homework for someone else or making you cheat on an exam because they didn't study at night uh, or like the, the night before. So you would notice these things that, are weird behaviors and not the normal thing, the kids are not going to talk about it because they're ashamed. So they don't want to seem weak in front of their parents and they don't want to cause more problems because if I tell my parents, maybe they're going to go and talk to the, the bully's parents and the problem is going to get bigger. Of course. So that's for kids. Um, older kids, you'd, you'd find similar things, but when you go into teenagers, symptoms are a bit different because this is when they start to have things like eating disorders, uh, later on in high school, some of them start very early abusing substances. And by substances, I can, it can mean like cigarettes or drinks or alcohol or drugs. And in most girls, you would find they resort to cuts, cutting their, their, their skin or making different kind of self-harm. And this is the only way they can express their anger and resentment. Because otherwise, they can't verbalize it. So the best way for the parents when you, when you notice these things is to talk to your child, but not in a way that is, you're not interrogating them. You don't want to know who did what to them. You just want to know what they're going through. And when they open up to you, you can then escalate to, okay, so who did this to you? What happened in school? I'm not going to talk to anyone and try to contain the situation at home as much as possible.
0: Gain their trust adults, first.
1: Yeah, exactly. Gain their trust and let them open up to you smoothly. With adults, it's a bit different and the bullying is not as obvious, but it can be something like your colleagues at work, they don't want to work with you or they hide information from you. Or if there's gossip going around, they're not going to tell you the gossip. They're not going to make you part of the group. So when you notice these things, now you're an adult and you can think for yourself, do I want to get close to these people? Uh, Is there a way I can approach them without seeming intimidating to them? Or I come in peace and I don't want to make any problems. I just want to make peace, you know? But again, if they don't reciprocate these things, then it's not on you to try and fix them. And my point with that is pick and choose the things that are important for you. If it's not worth it, don't go through the hassle of I have to be in that group or I have to earn that person's trust. It's okay. Okay. Some people do
0: and some people don't. That's absolutely beautiful, Sora. I completely agree with you. There's this book that I wanted to discuss with you that's called The New Three R's of Education. It's by an author named James Burns, who has 40 years experience in education. The three R's that are commonly known are reading, writing, and arithmetic. So, of course, writing is pronounced starting with an R. However, he discusses a new approach to teaching that he wants people to start to accommodate in school specifically. He refers to the new three R's as responsibility, relationship, and respect. They have to have respect for themselves, thus respecting the others. They need to know how to make relationships with people, thus understanding the boundaries that come along. And they have to take responsibility for their actions. He basically advocates that those three things act as a pillar when we want to heal a bully and have this behavior come to an end.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And respect is a very big thing because when you have respect for other people's lives and when they have respect for other people's differences, that makes you more of an understanding person. Now you understand that they're different and that doesn't make them weak and it doesn't make them strange they're just different. So respect is what is absolutely yes. Uh, Responsibility is a very big thing because most people, when they do actions that they're not so proud of, they always blame it on something else and they do not take responsibility for it themselves. So yes, they need to learn. And that's the key. They need to learn it because they don't have that skill of owning up to their mistakes or their bad behaviors and be responsible of the consequences that are happening in return. And that also, it's the same cycle or the same loop as it goes, respect, responsibility and relationship, they all go into the same thing. Once you adjust the first thing, everything else falls in place. Let me add another R for you. And that R is for resilience. And resilience is the notion that kids are very resilient, which means they have the capacity to overcome any challenges and to bounce right back up. Most kids have that resilience. Most kids have that strength. Mainly for the kids being bullied, not the ones who are bullying mm-hmm. but for the for the previous question you asked about the parents, yeah. they need to also focus on the resilience and enhance the strength that the kids have and make them more stronger
0: that's a very good point actually, because the more you try and save your kid, the more they're going to be under like sheltered under you and constantly seeking you to save them from any situation. so like you said, parents should completely And always actually encourage that the child or the older child is resilient, like you said. That's a very interesting point. I've never thought of that. But I do remember the more I was resilient as a kid, the more the bullies would back off. But then new bullies would come in. So (laughs) the whole cycle would start again. But I just wanted to know, do you think it's a vicious cycle? Like who is bullied is more likely to become a bully later on in life? Um,
1: I cannot make a generalization that the majority do. But... Some of them grow out of it and some of them get damaged by it, but I don't see the damaged ones trying to become bullies in life. I think it's going to be the other way around that they're going to be very empathetic towards the people being bullied and they're going to stand up to the bullies later on. But the ones who turn out to become bullies themselves probably had no other way of getting what they want, but the same way that other people used to get what they want from him or her. Mm-hmm. Do you get my point?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So for some people, yes. Those who do not have enough social skills or enough, I don't know, life experience to find out different ways uh, might like resort into bullying later on.
0: When would you basically think it's the right time for a person to start seeking professional help, whether they're bullying or being bullied? When do you think it's about the right time that that person needs to work through that matter?
1: For the people being bullied, I think the earlier the better. And by the earlier, I mean once you start to notice symptoms showing up, they better talk to a professional because maybe parents have their way of talking to their kids, but when the matter is sensitive and at the same time shameful for the kids, they don't want to show that kind of weakness to their parents. So bringing them into a child psychologist, they would have so many different techniques of getting that information out from from the child. For adults, and not only for bullying, but for any matter related to mental health, I think the moment you start to feel like your daily functions, the things that you usually or normally do every day and you have the energy and the tolerance for are no longer interesting or are no longer something that you want to do or they're affected. They're like if you, for example, are bullied at work and by time you just don't feel like going to work, take a minute and think of why is this happening? Is it because I'm tired or is it because the people there, I don't want to meet them? So once you start to feel like there's a change or like, change away from the direction where you want to be heading, this is when you start to seek help.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right, basically. Is there anything else you would like to add, something that you have been noticing over the years that you've been doing mental health counseling? Is there something specifically related to bullying maybe that you would like to share?
1: Yeah, a few things. First, I used to work in schools and one of the things I noticed is punishment for the bullies. Is not always the good option because at the end, they're going to resent the person that they're bullying for like telling on them or or exposing them. So it's only going to build in resentment. But the best way to deal with a bully is to actually contain them, understand what the problem is. Why are they not expressing themselves in a positive way and taking it out on other people? That's first. Second, you know how many suicide cases I got in schools in Egypt just because of bullying There is plenty.
0: Many of them are not registered because of how taboo it is. The whole case is very sensitive. There's just only one suicide that I could come across. It was about this girl. She's 14 years old. And she threw herself off of the fourth floor of the university building because her teachers and the students were making fun of her skin color, of the way she spoke, and of the way she looked. So just that case made me realize that this has horrible repercussions. And unfortunately, many people are not taking it seriously that they need to tackle and tap into the subject even more.
1: You're absolutely right. It's out of shame, out of culture, out of so many different aspects that rates of suicide are not being registered. And it's really high in Egypt, regardless of people not registering or talking about it. But it's really high in Egypt, and it's mainly because they feel like it's very hard to seek approval. And we're a very like social country. Somehow, everyone knows everyone, and we like to be in a in groups and all that. So, not fitting in in one group can have serious damages on your mental health. The feeling that everyone is rejecting you, the things that you want you cannot get, all these things have really, really bad consequences. And there was also this one thing, back to the question of how to deal with bullies, there was this one video where one of the schools, they adopted a new technique for to deal with bullies, where instead of punishing them, they were actually making them meditate.
0: And I think that was in China somewhere, thing.
1: right? I think so. It was viral on the internet for a few months. It actually makes a lot of sense because remember the, the R's that you were talking about, yeah. respect and responsibility in relationship. When you're meditating, you're pretty much responsible for your own thoughts. So it's a very good exercise to teach you how to be responsible for the things that you're thinking about and the things that you're doing. And eventually that would make you realize that you're also responsible for how you're feeling. So if the bully is feeling, for example, let's say a bully has marital problems at home, his mom and dad, they always fight and all these things, and they want to take it out on one of the students in school. Meditating would make you understand that because you have different issues at home because you think for example that your parents don't love you you just want to take it out on someone else so then you would understand why you're doing the thing the things you're doing and eventually you'll be able to change how you feel about not being loved or understand that divorce doesn't mean not being loved by your parents and at the same time it would make you get the like take the responsibility of your own behavior you are responsible to change and you are responsible for every action that you do and It doesn't only affect you, it affects other people as well.
0: That's a beautiful point. It makes a lot of sense. Like you said, punishment, I never think it's also like the right solution because it just builds up more tension and builds up more anxiety and more anger and more revenge-seeking behavior containing the kid's Or the person, or just guiding them to, you probably need some professional help. This is something that you need to kind of work on. So I think just realizing that, again, like I said, they're not evil people. They're just working through so much that they don't know how to process, basically.
1: Very true. Very, very true.
0: Well, honestly, Sara, this has been really lovely. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for those very interesting insights. And it was a pleasure having you.
1: Thank you, Sara, for having me. And I, I, I loved it. I loved it. And best of luck.
0: Thanks for tuning into our episode. We hope that our talk has been inspiring, insightful, and educational. Don't forget, subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Wait for our next episode. And let's talk about bullying.